As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks for joining me here on another episode of Raising Daughters. I'm Dr. Tim Jordan, a developmental and behavioral pediatrician. And I want to talk today about how to not raise an entitled brat. That's a very negative title for a podcast. But I think we're worried these days about this younger generation. I think a lot of adults are worried that we're raising a generation of entitled, spoiled kids who, who lack ambition I do know from reading a lot of history books that every generation's adults has looked at the younger generation and said they're soft. They're spoiled. They're not as tough as we were. I've read that before each of the world wars, World War I, World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, there's lots of people writing about how soft the new people were who were trying to enter the army, the armed, for, armed forces. Excuse me. So I don't think it's a new story exactly. And I also think that we're more worried these days, perhaps, about millennials. I've traveled a lot all over the country and all over the world talking to parents, and a lot of people who employ millennials complain that they're walking into their first jobs expecting the corner office without having put in any time or effort. Uh, I had a, a CEO of a very successful company last week tell me that a young woman who he had uh, hired the previous month called him one day and said she wasn't coming in because she needed a mental health day because she didn't feel like working that day because she was stressed. I heard lots of stories like that. And a lot of, thus, a lot of employers are worried that the, that the new workforce doesn't know how to work hard, doesn't know how to stick with, with things. So what's the solution? If there's some truth to that, which I think there is some truth, because I do think that we have done a lot of micromanaging and rescuing and fixing things for our kids in the last in the last 5, 10, 15 years especially. So what's the solution? Let me share a story with you. It's a true story. I heard last year, and it was about a, a dad who wanted to teach his son a lesson because he was worried that his son was becoming too entitled. This was a dad who was very affluent, and he was worried about his, his son lacking ambition. His son came to him. His son, by the way, was about a junior in high school. And his son said that there was a trip, a school trip, going to France in the summer, and he wanted his dad to help him pay for it. He said it cost $3,000. I need to have the money in, you know, soon. So the dad said, well, I'm, I think it's a great opportunity for you to go to France, and I'm not willing to pay $3,000. The most I'm willing to do is to pay for half of it. 
And his son started to complain, and Dad, you have plenty of money, blah, blah, blah. And the dad said, look, if you want to go, come up with half the money. Half the money was $1,500. And the son said, well, how am I going to earn that kind of money? And his dad said, well, well, you know, think about it. Figure it out. And his son said, well, you, you hire people every week to cut our grass. You pay them 50 bucks. How about if I cut the grass instead of them? His dad said, great idea. He said, and I will hold you to the same standards that I hold those people. So if you don't do it well, I come out there and you've missed some places, I'll deduct $10 for every spot you've missed cutting. So the son said, fine. So he, the first week, he uh, called his dad at the office and said, Dad, I just finished cutting the grass. His, his dad said, hold it there, stay there, let me come by and check it. He went by and there were several places where his son had missed some strips or something. So he, he, told us, he showed those places to his son. He said, I'm giving you this one free, free pass. From this point on, it'll be $10 for any, any spot you miss. And the son got the message. Well, for the next several months, his son cut the grass every week. Did a great job. Stuck with it. And the night before he was going to leave for France, he told his dad that he would go online. He had paid the $3,000, but there was an extra $100 for, for taxes or something like that. And so he needed another fifty another uh, $100 from his dad. His dad said, what was our agreement? And the son said, well, I would, he, he said the agreement was you'd pay for half he said, so that'd be $50. He said, but I don't have $50 to pay for my half. And his dad said, well, then I guess you're going to miss your trip. And his son was like, oh, fit to be tied, right? Well, come on, it's only $50. Dad said, an, an agreement is an agreement. So his son said, well, how about if I cut the grass tonight? His dad said, well, if you can do the grass tonight, that's fine. Now, it was dusk. The sun was about to set, and the sun rushed outside and started cutting the grass at warp speed. And his dad said he felt kind of bad because it started to get really dark. So he went outside with a huge flashlight and helped his son, you know, so he could see the grass. And his son finished the yard. His dad gave him the $50 and the son had the money and his son went to France. I wonder how many of you listening to this podcast would have caved. I wonder how many of you would have just given the $3,000 at the beginning and made it easy for yourself and your son or daughter. I wonder how many of you at that last night would have said it's only $50 and just given in. I'm proud of this dad for holding the, t- holding the line because he made an agreement and he, and he held his son accountable. I think one way to not raise entitled brats is to bring back some words in this culture like sweat equity, having some skin in the game, being invested. There's too much of this just giving kids everything they want these days, whether it's money or whether it's toys whether it's freedoms, privileges, anything the kids want, we just tend to give. And thus, instead of just give, give, giving, I think we should start doing a better job of having kids earn things, having them delay gratification. It can be anything. It could be, I, I remember one time our youngest son, John, was, oh, probably about seven. We were, we were at a, uh, Toys R Us buying a present for one of his friends for his friend's birthday party. And our son saw this really cool Lego uh, pirate ship. So he said, oh, will you buy the pirate ship for me? So we said to him, well, we're not willing to buy it, but you can if you want, just use your, you know, just use the money you've earned, use your allowance money. So he, John went over to see how much it cost. It was like 75 bucks and his eyes got wide. He's like, it's 75 bucks. We we're like, yeah. And then he looked and he thought and he finally decided it wasn't worth it and he didn't buy it. Now, if he had wanted it bad enough, he would have had to work for it. And if he had done that, then it would have been a good experience for him. I remember another time when our, our other son, TJ, 
was about eight. He started pestering us because he wanted, I can't remember if it was a Game Boy or one of those kind of uh, Xbox kind of things. So we said, no, we're not willing to buy this. This is like 25 years ago. We're not willing to buy it. We don't like those things. We don't want in the house, blah, blah, blah. And he, he kept pestering us. And finally, at a family meeting when he was around nine or 10 years of age, we finally said, look, if you really want one of those, we're willing to let you have it, on, but on three conditions. Number one, you buy it. We're not willing to put out any money for that kind of a thing. Number two, we are going to uh, have the final say on what games that you can play. And number three, we want to make some agreements about, you know, how long you can play at what time, just some normal kind of agreements. And as long as you're willing to, to agree to all those th three things, then and you can save your money and you can have your, your Game Boy. So he got excited and it took him months to earn the money. He did odd jobs in the neighborhood. He, he collected pennies and he collected dollars, etc. And finally, you know, like three or four months later, he had his $150, which is what it cost at that time. And he went to the store and he counted out all of his little money and he was so proud of himself. And I guarantee to you that he took really good care of that video game machine. There's a huge sense of pride that came with him earning that for himself. He made it happen. It made him feel more grown up. It gave him a sense of being more responsible. And that's the inherent good feelings that you want your kids to get when they earn things. There are good feelings inherent in a job well done. Every time we do for kids, pay for things for kids, just give to kids, we're robbing them of those opportunities to, to learn about self-efficacy, to learn about a job well done. So start looking around for opportunities in your life to not just give, 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 but instead give kids an opportunity to earn things. It might be toys, it might be possessions, it might be more privileges. Like kids you know, may want to ride their bike farther down the street. I would start using a, 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 some words like this. As soon as you can show us A and B, we'll know you're ready for C. As soon as you can show us over the next months, that you can take care of, of a fish or a hamster and you, and you feed it and you clean out the cage and you take good care of it. If you do that for several months, you will have shown us that you're ready to maybe start with a dog. You don't just give them the dog and hope they learn how to be responsible. They have to prove it over time. Not over two days or a week, but over months. And if they can show you A and B, quote unquote, then they've shown you that they have the level of responsibility to take care of, an of another level of responsibility. Again, you don't just give, they earn it. That can be true for uh, having a pet. It can be true for whether or not they want to go to a movie by themselves on a Friday night with their friends or walk around the mall, although that, they don't do that much anymore. If they want to have a car someday, if they want to go off to college someday, you don't just get a car when you're 16. You don't just go off to college when you're 18. You have to show that you're ready. You've earned that with your behavior over time. So one of the best ways to not raise an entitled brat is instead of just give, give, giving, you start to allow kids to have some sweat equity, to invest some of themselves, invest some time and effort to learn how to do some work, to delay gratification. They can earn it. And when you set up that A plus B, and then you're ready for C, what you've said is the ball is in your court. If you can show us this be, these behaviors over time, you've earned the right to have that thing. So it's less about an age and it's more about show us. That's a great way to avoid kids who are entitled brats and who don't have any ambition.
Thank you so much for stopping by here to Raising Daughters Every Two Weeks, this podcast. I have a blog that comes out every other week. So check my website at www.drtimjordan. That's like drtimjordan.com. And you'll find that information. Also want to let you know that in the next three weeks, I'm coming out with a new book. And it's, it's geared for millennials. It's geared for people ages about 17 to 25 and their parents. It's entitled, Letters from My Grandfather, Timeless Wisdom for a Life Worth Living. So it's a book full of wisdom about how they can find their way, how they can find their path, how they can find their calling. Share these podcasts with all your friends. I appreciate it. I will see you back with a new podcast in two weeks. Thanks so much for stopping by. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.